Welcome to the Pilot Boys Podcast, where you'll get the real on all things sports, music, and pop culture. And here are your hosts, Vishwant and Partha. Welcome to the episode 141 Deep Dive. So we're going to pick back up right where we left off. Talking about the Supreme Court and uh, for the first time, the Supreme Court really operating with a strong agenda, at least the first time that we're cognizant of it. It may have yes. been happening before, it may have been happening, you know, our whole lives and we might not have seen it, but it seems very explicit with the ruling. You know, there's been a few key rulings that I just want to touch base on. The gun rights one we referenced in the news and notes, which is that uh, ability to carry guns essentially has been um has been brought okay. as a federal right. Yeah, so states can't ban you from carrying guns in um, as significant of a way as they could before. Number two is cops don't have to read you your Miranda rights anymore if you get ar- arrested, uh, which don't really understand that one. Um, three is Roe v. Wade and its reversal. And then finally, the citing in Roe v. Wade about how birth control, gay marriage, and trans rights um, also should be reversed as Supreme Court decisions, essentially deferring that back to the state. So kind of from the big picture, just want to reiterate as a baseline, Supreme Court decides if the federal government or the state government gets to legislate on something. And if the federal government legislates, what they're saying is this right is guaranteed by the Constitution. And we have essentially very conservative readers of the Constitution who read it word for word. So if it doesn't say you can do this, if it doesn't say you can own a laptop in a document in the 1700s, they would say you can't own a laptop. And yeah, I think that's like a great way to kind of open up the conversation is, first of all, this is definitely be along some party lines. Um, But I think for me, what's surprising about it is that it's inconsistent. It It doesn't follow the same ideology throughout. Yeah, it's it's inconsistent. And then you just look at where we're at and the times that we're living in right now to add more fuel to a fire um, of a country that is dealing with a whole lot right now to make these type of landmark decisions at this time. Just it just doesn't sit well, first of all. Right. Like um, and then the second part of it is, like you said, logically, um, this is these lean, these adjustments lean toward um, more government, not less government. Um, And, you know, as you said in our pre-call, you know, these conservative justices are supposed to lean toward less government interference on human lives. That's the idea of being a conservative. But these decisions are implanting the government into um, many decisions that are important decisions, right? Like, um, and also restricting the rights of human beings, specifically the Miranda rights and Roe v. Wade, that's a attack on human rights. And and for a country that is built on the land of the free, um, you look at these same topics in other countries, they're not even issues that are primary concerns Um, for the government or the citizens. They are the very common sense things. If you are pro-life, you can still be pro-life within a pro-choice environment, 
right? If you are in most countries, citizens cannot carry guns. And in many of those countries, because citizens can't gun, carry guns, even police forces, except in very spe special circumstances, do not carry guns. And the violence and death rates and everything else in those countries is significantly lower than our country, which has the most resources to commit to policing, to committing to protecting citizens, it is the they are the least protected, right? Um, and then now you strip people of their Miranda rights. Like, what sense does that make? Why do police not have to? We already are dealing with a, a, a system in a country where the citizens do not trust the police. Why would you make that situation worse? Finally, with gun control, anybody who's lived in New York City and lives there knows the impact that the strict gun laws have had in reducing the amount of gun violence in the city of New York, making the streets safer. Now you're reversing course on that decision, right? Um, it just all seems to be one of two things. Either these are all massive distractions to distract citizens into these kind of subjects um, to, to avoid and ignore kind of like the catastrophic failures of our government in every area in terms of the economy, in terms of uh, international policy, in terms of because we're failing on our war in Russia, our economic war on Russia. Um, the, the Fed isn't controlling inflation. The government is just has just printed money and neither of the last two administrations have shown an ability to do anything productive. And you want, and now the Supreme Court, which is supposed to be the, the system within our system that is a check on, on the system of checks and balances to not be policy makers, but essentially to, to uh, adhere to the Constitution of the United States. That isn't what's happening here. And it's, we're setting a very dangerous precedent. Um, and it's it's people should definitely be very concerned not saying that you should you know not live your life but these are things that that should make you question whether or not this country continues to be the best place for you and your family to live that's a valid question for yourself to ask as a citizen 100 percent. you know the thing that stands out to me about these decisions too is that all of these decisions are impediments on the human's ability to take the growth journey for themselves. Like yep. a lot of, you know, our purpose here is to learn about ourselves and understand and grow as individuals. And, you know, essentially like as a, as a collective whole, as humanity, and it's whether it's birth control, whether it's, you know, Roe v. Wade and abortions, whether it's, um, you know, Miranda rights, whether it's the, you know, the increase in gun carrying it, all of these things foster an environment where the individual has to be a little bit more muted, a little bit more reserved and things have to be more internal. And what we know about dealing with trauma, mental health, and just managing mental health and, you know, expressing individuality is that a lot of the issues that you know, we experience, whether it's the shootings, whether it's, you know, folks, uh, you know, it could be a bad cop. It's somebody taking what they have not dealt with inside and throwing it at somebody else and then having the tools to be able to actually inflict harm or death on that other person. The tools or, you know, the societal status or whatever, whatever that is, it's people's own demons being projected out. And I think 
when you look at life in that sense, there's a lot of reasons why you should take away means of people to hurt each other. Because when you're going through that growth journey, you know, you can't really guarantee anything about what somebody's going to go through in their lives. Like people have traumatic things happen all the time that they have to process and learn how to learn how to go through and live with. And, you know, their assumptions of the world change. But in an ideology where, you know, many, many rules are being modified in such a way that the person has to live a much more, I would say, like contained life psychologically, I think you're looking at essentially like an attempt here to enslave the majority of people in this country and enslave them in a way that they were previously and started to break out of to an extent and reclaim some power. And, um, you know, my, my overarching belief is that none of these attempts will ever work in the long term. And I'm very curious if you do go after rights like, you know, um, same-sex marriage, for example. That's That's crazy to me. Like, you know, going after abortion, sure, you know, state by state and like, even that, you know, that's like a really big one. But when you're talking about something like marriage, there's no other lives involved. This is somebody else deciding what they're going to do with their life. Like you can, abortion can be, I think, a greater debate topic than something like same-sex marriage, purely because there's a third life in the picture or second life in the picture, if you will, of, of the baby or the fetus. But when you look at something like same-sex marriage, which is purely somebody else's happiness, it's totally unrelated to you and has no impact on your life. To what extent do you feel like you need to control that? And that's always been my question about these ideologies because they're, you know, they're anything but conservative. And that's, I think that's the difference between, you know, Republican and Democrat. Like I'm never a Republican or a Democrat. I'm pretty conservative in, in my views. And so like half the time I feel, you know, Republican because the Democrats are trying to do things to take away power and independence. Half the time I feel Democratic, because the Republicans are trying to take away things that take away independence and, you know, individual power. And so when you look at this, this series of rulings, and especially targeting all of these landmark cases, like, to me, it's like a weird, it's a weird decision to stir the pot in this way, especially because nothing is guaranteed in these elections. It doesn't feel like neither red nor blue is trying in particular to stand on a particular platform like nobody's really talked about these issues in a significant way until right now this has not been you know it's not been a talking point to try and undo some of these rights in the last few years this is a very arbitrary thing it's very yeah easy. i mean i mean the overarching issue that i have with our country right now is that these are the primary issues too that we care about there are so many huge problems and we've pro-life and pro-choice literally is like what we're electing our officials on you know these kind of big useless topics gun rights that's what people are voting on when you look at our country and it's crumbling our infrastructure is crumbling our economy is crumbling we have more debt to china than ever before and then the final thing that i want to say too is like the thing that really bothers me about america is it's like We've done a lot of things, um, civil rights movement. Since the civil rights movement, there hasn't been a ton of meaningful like legislation in this country that has helped um, make this place more equal. Um, obviously, gay rights and certain things have, have happened. Um, but 
what really, really bothers me is like there's this idea that once you make progress, if you go backwards from that progress, you're starting over. And the amount of money that has been spent over the years to even get to Roe v. Wade, right? Which again, if you look at the ruling, it still offers protections to people, right? And it and it is about a lot of times these judgments and these decisions are being made by men. And Roe v. Wade is really about women's rights, right? What is a woman's right to do or do not or not do, right? Because there are health risks to health risks, economic risks, personal risks, exceptions and situations that are beyond a woman's control that can lead them to be pregnant that, you know, I, I think it's such a great area. The best thing you can do is not make it a, a very strict, you know, hard line. That's like the worst thing you can do in a situation that has so much nuance. And as you said, with the whole gay marriage birth control thing, like that's when you know we're, we're, our country is regressing, very much yeah. regressing um, and, and undoing a lot of positive things that have happened. Because at the end of the day, who someone marries, you know, whether you agree with homosexuality or you don't in your personal views, um, what two people do in their lives, the beautiful thing about America, it's supposed to not have any impact on you and your life. Yeah. How does that impact any other citizen in the United States life if two guys or two women want to get married, if somebody wants to use birth control, you know, and even like I don't under I put my personal stance on on the trans community. I don't understand the whole idea of changing your sex from a personal standpoint, but I don't care that people are given that right to do it doesn't bother me. It doesn't affect me. It doesn't. So people as human beings, as Americans, I I think it's very important for people to start thinking and taking the stance of, am I just angry because I want to be angry? Is there something more deep and underlying in my psyche that I have to deal with? Or am I really this angry about these issues that really don't impact me in any way, shape or form? Yeah, no, it's, you know, I, I agree with your general point, which is that if somebody is doing something that does not affect anybody else, there's no problems. Yep. And whenever, I think that's the rule of thumb for when a government starts to overreach is when they start ruling on your ability to be an individual, that's when somebody else is trying to project their worldview onto you. And they don't need yeah. to do that. These aren't even the conversations we need to be having right now. This isn't what the Supreme Court should be worried about right now. Yeah. None of this is 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 what we should be worried about. And you look at how when you start looking at the economics of these pro-life and pro-choice organizations and how much money is spent on them and same with gun control, it's like why are we wasting all this money? You yeah. know, the most important thing for a government to do is to make sure that citizens are safe, that everybody has equal economic opportunities, that you know there isn't bias or discrimination um, to people based on on things that they can't control, like the color of their skin or their sexual orientation. That's what the government is supposed to do, um, and and to to be 
you know, especially the American system, is to be as hands off on the citizens and the, the the rights of and telling people what they should and shouldn't do. That's what our country is based on. And these decisions all move the country in the opposite direction of kind of the spirit of of our Constitution and, and even the Declaration of Independence. Yeah, you're right. And, you know, what's what's even more ironic about the entire situation is that what these decisions incentivize, first of all, wealthy people are not going to be affected. They're, yep. they're going to be able to travel to where they need to go to get what they need done done. So first and foremost, so that means lower income brackets are going to have kind of, you know, there's going to be two different effects. One is in kind of the very liberal coastal states, and you're going to have um, your gay marriage, your trans, your uh, abortion rights, your birth control access, all really strongly fought for in the Californias and the New Yorks. And so what that means is that you're going to have lower birth rates in those states, and especially amongst higher income brackets. You're going to have a disproportionately higher amount of births and um, also a disproportionately amount of children that can be taken care of in lower income brackets as a result of all these rulings. So the only thing that a ruling like this does is it essentially like makes the bad states bad as in like their policies aren't necessarily and their governance is not necessarily like helping build, right? So the poorly run states are going to continue to crumble, but they're gonna also be overpopulated. And the you know more well-run states are going to be losing essentially like output from from a newborn perspective. They're going to have increased kind of like liberal views and we're going to have increased division as well in the country until you have your rural areas oust their governors, oust their local representatives and bring in folks who actually care about them. But that would take them to actually have that realization within themselves, which is not a likely realization in the <laughs> future. So you're going to have... Yeah increased division between the classes, which plays further into um, the recession that will likely happen in the next year or so in a much more major way than we felt this year. Yeah, I mean, I think we all need to stop fooling ourselves that um, this is about us, that this is, you know, that's the other thing I think people get really irritated. This is about um, maintaining power in the power structures that exist in, in our in our country. Um, and it's, it's just sad and disappointing because like you said, you know, neither a Republican nor a Democrat and honestly have a lot of disdain for both parties. And so I'm dealt with this, this situation now in which I feel like, and I am a huge proponent of our system of government, the core tenets and principles. It was very well crafted to have the executive branch, the legislative branch, and the judicial branch, and have a system of checks and balances on each each of those. But you're seeing specifically in the Supreme Court over the last 20 years, and I would say, you know, obviously Trump is the greatest uh, example of this with three Supreme Court justices, but also probably the last 20, 25 years, um, the, the Republicans played a situation and they, they do carry most of the blame here to create the, to create an imbalanced Supreme court. And quite frankly, when you look at how our system was set up, the fact that they did that, that is treasonous. That is cause for treason against the government to actually artificially, um, artificially, 
um, um, uh, compromise the Supreme Court by finding justices who fit in line with your political viewpoints. Because even a conservative justice is supposed to be conservative in relation to the Constitution. Their political views and political beliefs are not even supposed to factor in to the decision of who to nominate and who not to nominate. Those lines have been blurred and nobody's, as citizens, we're not forcing them to take accountability um, for that decision. And, and and also like what they did when Trump, when Obama nominated uh, a justice to block that justice just so that they could have another conservative. And quite frankly, like, look, the Democrats, the fact that they get nominated and get played and get get hustled by the Republicans in this way, they're not the good guys either, right? And they also have their issues, which they say they care, but they don't do anything meaningful. Yeah. The Republicans- and To that point, I just wanted, I wanna note, I saw a comment online, um, the reaction after the Roe v. Wade decision, many people got texts from the current administration saying, hey, this is crazy. Please put in a $15 donation. A donation's not gonna make an impact. The legislators who are already elected who have power right now and majority could make the change that's required. The Democratic Party is so frustrating and annoying because we are dealing like, look, there's no sugarcoating it. The, the Republican Party has evil intent uh, to, to control as much power in the government as possible. And the Democrats, they just want to give votes. <laughs> well, I think the, it's the same intent on both sides. And I think it goes back to your earlier point is that if you operate with positive intent, this yep. system works beautifully. That's but if you problem. operate with negative intent, it doesn't. And, you know, that's that's the bet that the founding fathers took was on an individual's ability to, you know, care for the greater good and be yeah. a part of the greater good. I think we'll get there. You know, these types of bumps in the roads are important for all of us to acknowledge within ourselves how to operate kind of in that in that bigger sense, operate as part of a community. Yeah, and the last thing, you know, and we talk about this last thing I'll say before we get out of here is there is even this idea of good or bad. The reason we're in the situation that we're in is because our system as a whole has created scenarios which the people who we think are bad exist. They're, they not, they, their lack of self-awareness and the fact that we package them and put them into the category of bad people is all a result of the system that we've created, right? And, you know, instead of holding holding people at fault, let's figure out how and, and blame an individual or blame an in, It's like, how do we fix the system that's broken? We're in a broken yeah. system in America. The sooner that we acknowledge it, the sooner that we can fix it. And you only have to fix your part in it. That's yep. it. You don't have to fix anyone else's. Yep. Yep. So, you know, on that note, I think we'll wrap this wrap this deep dive. This is awesome, V. I'm glad we got to really dig into this. And if you have any other thoughts that you think we missed, feel free to tweet at us, tweet at Pilot Voice Podcast on Twitter or comment on our Instagram clips and let us know if there's uh, another perspective that you feel like we could add to the conversation. And on that note, stay moving. Be you. You is fly. Pilot Boys out. Pilot Boys, we get on up. We don't fly.